and welcome to a tabletop game talk side chat, where two of us talk about something sometimes related to games. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm Fletcher. This week, Chris and I will be talking about how to save money when it comes to gaming. Most of us don't spend a fraction of what Chris does on games, but who's better off? Not me. But first, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, and the Gift of Games in Grays Lake, Illinois. Check out their website. Also, a huge thank you to all of our other patrons as well. Um, yeah. Welcome. Hi, Fletcher. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks. Good, <laughs> Say that like good. you haven't seen me in a week. I guess you it's haven't been almost a week. Yeah, yeah, give or take. Um, yeah, if you want to listen to us record live, we are usually on Discord on Monday nights, sometimes 7.30 Central, sometimes 8.30 Central. Um, usually I have the event up there sometime during Monday. And let's see, what else is going on? How was your weekend? It's been a, it was like a gorgeous weekend this weekend. Oh, so nice. Um, on Saturday night, I uh, smoked brisket. So got a whole <laughs> I did. I wasn't sure where you were going. Saturday night, I smoked Brisket? A brisket. brisket. <laughs> I smoked a brisket. Um, and if no one has smoked a brisket before, it's like, you know, about depending on how big it is. And most briskets are pretty big. It's going to be like 10 to 16 hours to smoke a brisket. So it's like an all night kind of thing. Hmm. I think I would travel for brisket. Next time you smoke a brisket, let me know. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make a special trip. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let, I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> sure it's will. totally worth it uh you know i'm from texas so that's what that's what barbecue is to me is smoked brisket so carmen was like hey do you feel like smoking a brisket this weekend and we're like yeah okay i'll do that so we went to costco bought a brisket and um do you have a night, smoker i have a smoker i have okay. i have a pellet smoke like a traeger pellet smoker kind of a thing i don't have like a real offset smoker just one of those fa- fancy pellet ones where you can just kind of set it and forget it. Yeah, Spencer got one, I don't know, a few years ago. And anything that he could smoke, he he smokes. He's like, oh, I'm going to smoke some fish or I'm going to smoke this or I'm going to smoke that. And we're like, all right, if you're going to smoke it, we'll come over. We have plenty we'll of time. It. it takes you hours and hours and hours. I mean, that's but, the thing, right? Like find a friend who has a smoker so they spend a lot of money on the smoker and 12 hours smoking brisket. And then you come over and eat it. Yeah. You get yeah. to do well, the easy and, part. And also what are you going to do while it's smoking except for, you know, sit around the fire and drink beverages or whatever. Exactly. So it's a, it's a good time. It's a, you make a day of it. No, I kind of, I'm jealous. Yeah. We just, we didn't really do anything this weekend that I remember. <laughs> that so you remember? I, I know. Well, I'm thinking like that we did, yeah we just there was a lot of just outside time and hanging out with the kids which was kind of nice um oh that reminds me hanging out with the kids we are we decided sometime between the last recording and this one so it was is relatively last minute um so this next monday's memorial day and we're not going to have an episode next monday uh typically i put something short out or something but we're gonna have no episode next monday because I said, hey, you know something? Sydney can work remote. I have, you know, PTO, paid time off that I can use. Let's drive to Tennessee and hang out with my mother for a week. So we got an Airbnb and we are driving to Tennessee, which is about a nine and a half, 10 hour drive uh, with two kids. And then we're going to hang out down there for a week and then come back again, 
10 hour drive. We're probably going to split that into two days. So we think we're stopping in Louisville between on both directions. Um, but yeah, the kids have not ever visited my mother where she lives. Um, have they ever the been on a road she- trip before? Um, they've gone to Michigan, so they, they can do yeah, four or five trip. hours you're, at a time. You're, you're an hour away from Michigan. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, yeah, it takes a while to get to the east side of Michigan. So it's usually about right. a five, five and a half hour drive when we, when we go to Michigan. Um, but not 10. And we're not that's going not like to, an all day thing. That, that, that is an a all road day trip thing. to me is like an all day thing. Like you driving all day and then you might stay at like a motel. You get up and you drive some more. That's like a road trip. <laughs> That is, we are going to do a kid's version of that, which is stopping every two to two and a half hours, uh, getting out of the car, having something for them to do. Um, yeah, so we're we're doing roadside attractions. We're, I'm <laughs> making some plans that we can kind of keep them entertained. Now, they'll watch, you know, movies or cartoons in the backseat for a decent they'll amount of time. just stream movies the entire time like it's yeah. nothing. <laughs> but at some point, they're going to be like, okay, I'm bored. And I'm like, all right, you have every right to be. So um, let's no, they don't. fix this. They don't have a right to be. <laughs> I remember car trips. I was just stuck in the back with a book that would make me car sick. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they get an iPad to make them car sick. So yeah, with internet access. With internet access. <laughs> like, well, how could you possibly and- be bored? This is true. This is true. They should be fine. But I don't want to drive for 10 straight hours. So we're going to make a little bit of a stop. Um, But the Airbnb is actually like this. It's a house on a farm with like cows and horses and stuff running around. Mm. And it's only like 15 minutes from where my mom lives. So I'm kind of excited for that. It looks like it's going to be great. The weather is Tennessee in the fall. So it's got to be better than Chicago's been. Tennessee in the fall? Yeah, or the spring. Spring, oh. fall, they're the same season to me. Tennessee in the spring. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be better than Chicago. Yep. So, but that's, and we're going to bring some games, uh, family weight stuff that we can play with my mother. Uh, yeah, so that's that's where I will be next week. Um, Kitty, <laughs> we texted Kitty today. It's like, so Kitty, <laughs> um, what's going on today? What are you thinking? And the only response was, I'm, I'm out. out. I'm out. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> all right. She's like, all right. <laughs> so, so there's but, not going to uh, be any episode tomorrow. Uh, not, there's not going to be any episode. No episode next, next Monday. Yep. Not even so. a best of or anything. No, no, because I'm going to be on the road and I'm not going to have time to edit or put anything up. Um, if Kitty were able to record, then she could do the editing and put that up. But I've never taught you how to do it. So I'm not going to rely on you to do that either. Christopher says I should play TI4, which, um, you know, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring TI4, um, the roll and write. That's, I think that'll actually be something we can play. That would be fun. Um, but not, yeah, I have to be careful. And then we're also planning a trip in October because October is our anniversary. And both kids will be, Becca will have just turned three at that point. And we're going to Cancun to an all-inclusive, family-friendly resort where at 3 plus, you can drop off your kids at daycare from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Perfect. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. That's almost so. worth the price of it right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we had some friends who just recently came back and they're like, it was the most amazing thing ever. Like we had the choice of going for seven days or 14, but we chose seven. And at the end of the week, we're like, we should have chose 14. <laughs> we should have done 14. <laughs> I'm like, well, we're not going to do 14, but we'll, we can do a little bit of time. 
So we're going with some friends and we'll be playing board games. It's actually a kind of a board game getaway. We just happen to go bring kids with us in Cancun. <laughs> so unlimited food and drinks and board games. So that's that is our plan for eight days. Take in pictures. Cancun. I will take plenty of pictures. Now that's not happening till October because Becca still needs to ripen to three before. Otherwise, <laughs> she can't go to <laughs> she can't go to any place without parental, um, like parents, some parent being there. So she so could like, pass. Yeah. She could pass for four. She could. She could absolutely pass for three, no problem. Yeah. So yeah, because Zachary is four and a half at this point, almost four and a half. Um, and she Becca is right maybe. Now. Yeah, she's like an inch shorter than he is. Like yeah. she's in the 99th percentile plus of height and weight. Like, all right. But yeah, so that's our plans. That's that's basically what I've been doing this weekend is like planning things to do outside of this weekend. Nice. But it got me thinking about money, and that's why we're talking <laughs> about saving money. <laughs> I was spending a lot of it, and I was like, hmm, how can I save it? Yep. Yep. Yeah, John mentions that she takes after my wife. So those who don't know, Sydney, my wife, is uh, six foot tall. I am about five, six and a half. I round up to five, seven. Zachary, I think, <laughs> is taking after me and Becca's taking after her. So we'll see. It, it's kind of a race to see if Becca outgrows Zachary. It, she we'll, might. We'll find out. She might. It's entirely possible that she might. Especially so. since girls hit puberty early. She yeah. might, she she might just, outpace him for you yep, know, a bit get that growth spurt and yeah so we'll see we'll see what happens there um all right so fletcher would you consider yourself frugal yes cheap i prefer the term frugal <laughs> a miser of sorts no so frugal <laughs> let's go with frugal all right um i should be frugal i i but you're not I, frugal no, I never learned how to manage money when I was younger. Um, I grew up very, very, very poor. And so I never really had money. And then when I got money, I'm like, oh, I have money. I should spend this. So I never really learned how to save or do any of that stuff. And so now when I have disposable income and I see something I want, I go, ooh, shiny. And then I buy it and then I use it, maybe, and then I don't do anything with it again well now i'm getting to the point where i'm like okay i have kids they are getting more expensive especially vacations and traveling and stuff is and sydney, i'm trying a sydney and, saver oh she is yeah okay so you have that yeah. balance out yes she isn't yeah. an accountant she has multiple savings plans my only complaint about that is i don't think she saves enough of my money I think she should say, and she listens to this, so as soon as she hears this, she's going to text me and say, why don't you just give me X percentage of your money and I'll invest yeah, it? And I'll be like, I'll I don't know if I really want to do that. <laughs> yeah, but then I get so, less money. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. And as far as finances are concerned, we have a shared account. We we share bills and all of this. What and But we still have our own, we have our own personal accounts as well. So we don't track what we're, like if it's our our quote unquote money, then the other person just doesn't care. Do whatever you want with it type of thing. Um, and we put like the lion's share of what we make into a, a shared account. Um, but yeah, so she's, you know, she'll save, you know, a few hundred dollars a month. And I'm like, you know, you could, we could just make it a thousand dollars a month or something like that. And she's like, no, nah, no, we're good. I'm like, actually, she's never said that. She's like, really? And I'm like, mm, let me think about it. And then I just let that fade away. <laughs> Let me think but about anyway, it. I'll get back to you the, in two weeks. 
the point is, I'm terrible with money. And anyone who's listened to this show knows I am terrible with money. Like the number of Kickstarters that I have backed and then just given away still in shrink wrap. The number of games I've bought, played once, and then given away. The number of games I've bought and opened and looked at it and then gave it. Like these are not intelligent things to do. Like it just doesn't make sense. And recently I've been playing... Christopher says I'm a very generous person. I am. And that's the other thing too. I don't, I'm not trying to like turn over things. So it's like, oh, I bought this for whatever it was and I want to sell it and try to make my money back. Like I'm too lazy to try yeah, to make my money look. back. So that comes off as kind Again, of generous. He's bad with money. So he Terrible. Just, he's too lazy to make money on something that he could make money on, but instead he just gives it away because it's easier to do that. Yes. So. Yeah. So that's that's been that's the story of how we got here. Because recently, if you've been listening, you know I've been playing Final Fantasy 14, which is an online MMO, which has a monthly subscription of about $15 a month. The amount of time I spend on that is way, way more than 15 hours a month. So I figure I'm making I'm I'm probably getting you know, spending 20 cents and I'm making You're definitely I'm spending not 20 cents money. an hour. I'm not making money, but I spend like 20 cents an hour on entertaining myself. And the side effect to that is I haven't bought many games in the past few months. And it got me thinking. So what have you done with all that money? What have I done with all that money? Um, so then I booked a vacation to Cancun. <laughs> oh, so now we know what Chris can do <laughs> if he doesn't buy board games. He can buy a vacation to Cancun. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's a family vacation, though. No, um, I mean, that's fine, but it's crazy. Yeah. Like, if I don't buy board games for three months, what could I do? I could buy a family yeah. vacation to Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you go back and listen to earlier episodes, I used to, we used to start the podcast with, there, these are the two or three Kickstarters that I backed this week. Every episode. I had and these are probably all in Kickstarters, right? These oh, yeah. Like, no, no, no. You never, you never go in halfway. These aren't like 50 you know, bucks. What if, yeah, what if you didn't back something and you didn't get something that you really wanted later? Um, terrible ideas. Learn from me and don't do what I do is really what I'm getting at. Um, <laughs> Miles asked if they have all fulfilled. Um, for the most part, yes. There have been, I think I counted... Um, five Kickstarters in the last, as long as I've been doing this podcast, plus a few months, um, that have not fulfilled out of like 360 ish, I think. Um, there are five that I will never see, but the rest of them have fulfilled, you know, many of them late, especially over the pandemic and things like that. But (laughs) me stop buying board games. That's why so many board game publishers are going bankrupt. Um, (laughs) not necessarily a true. <laughs> Here, here's the line where Chris stopped buying board games. <laughs> Industry goes down. <laughs> not good. Um, but yeah, so what I what I was thinking is like, I have games that I really, really like. Board games that I really, really like. And they are what many would consider lifestyle games. And a lifestyle game is essentially, that is the game you play. Um, Dungeons and Dragons can be considered a lifestyle game, right? right? I do tabletop gaming. Oh, what games do you play? Dungeons and Dragons. Anything else? No. There's something else. I spend all my time playing Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Exactly. Magic the Gathering is another one, right? It's like, oh, I play Magic. Oh, do you ever play any board games? No, I play Magic. Right. right? So those are... Warhammer is another one. Yep. It's like, those are games that you can just focus all of your time on. And 
that's it. Um, a lot of people think of lifestyle games as very expensive. And I'm wondering, what is your take on these games? And like, um, I, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, lifestyle, life, lifestyle games can be very expensive. They can also be very cheap. You know, we talked about Dungeons and Dragons. You just need a player's handbook or, you know, the DM guide and a group of people. That's really all you need to play Dungeons and Dragons. It can be that cheap. You just spend, I don't know how much the player's handbook costs, you know, 40 bucks or something. Yeah. One time purchase. Well, Mike, Michael says he plays Uno. It's real cheap. Um, and you're joking. I know he's joking. But imagine the number of people who just have a deck of cards and they just play poker on, you know, Friday yeah. night, family poker night or something, you know, mm-hmm. with Skittles or whatever. Um, yeah, I, like like you said, they can be expensive, but most of them, I would say, are much, much cheaper than the cult of the new board game buying people, which I think are probably a subset of, of the hobby for sure. But when you, if you are someone who walks into a game store, looks around and can't leave that game store without walking out with a game... You are you are in this group because I and and I speak from the heart. Like I love that. I love walking into a game store and I love walking out with something. Um, the problem is I'm starting. Well, I have started, and it's actually been going on for probably a few months now. Where it's like I look at games that I've bought, and I actually and this shouldn't be a new thing, but this is a relatively new thing. I actually feel regret for spending my money on that thing. Right, and and for a number of reasons. But like I the main one it. is I didn't enjoy it. Like you yeah. get that you get that uh, initial high right when you buy something like that retail therapy. It's like oh great, I just bought this game. I'm feeling great. You get home and you're like I don't feel like playing it. Or yeah. you play it once and you're like eh, it was all right and it just goes on a shelf. And then you look yeah. at it a year, two years later, and you're like oh yeah, I remember when I played that once. I didn't really like it. Was that really worth sixty bucks? Probably not. Nope. Nope. But the lifestyle games, the longer games. Those ones you can keep coming back to. And there's a few reasons for this, too. Um, you know, if we use uh, we use Magic the Gathering as an example. Most people are familiar with the game, even if you haven't played it. Um, and people think of Magic the Gathering as of a crazy expensive hobby, which it isn't. Um, Steve mentions Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven's another good one. It can be. Where, you can spend a lot of money on it, but you don't need to. Right. So with magic, well, magic, the way that you don't spend a lot of money on it is you turn cards over. So you may buy a, you know, a few booster boxes and then you sell the cards you don't want that pay for the boosters and you keep the ones you do want. Or you target and only buy the cards you want so that you're not just spending money on a slot machine. Um, but or, with magic, or you just become a more casual lifestyle gamer or you just yes. buy, you know, put the booster packs occasionally. Yep. And just add to your question a little bit. But but like magic is great because you can, you know, play the game without somebody else, and that's building decks, sorting your collection, doing whatever you're doing with, you know, your cards in general. Or you're you just sit down and play the game. And because it's your only game, you never have to look up the rules. You never have to like there's no doubt, there's no setup time. You just start playing. Same thing with like Gloomhaven or Frosthaven, right? If you just play that game over and over and over, you just know it. The setup becomes something that you just know how to do. You're ready to do it. You have your own little shortcuts and stuff. And it just works. Arkham Horror, the card game. If I only ever played that game, which is a fantastic game, it wouldn't be so daunting 
to get into a new campaign because I'm like, oh, I have 17 decks already made and I want to try this, this, and this. So I'm going to take these characters through this campaign and play it. And I don't feel guilty because this is the other thing too. I feel guilty playing my own games over more than once because I have other games I haven't played at all. Right. And that's terrible, right? It's like, this is where I'm like thinking lifestyle games, like just having a game that you love and that is your game. There's such an advantage to that. Ah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Michael asks, why I feel guilty? The reason I feel guilty is, and, and it's irrational. Everything about everything we're talking about is irrational, really. But say Marvel United. I love Marvel United. It's quick. It's simple. It's easy. I can put it down. I can set it up in, in, in like five minutes. Uh, the games take about 30 minutes. Um, and done. I could play several games in an hour, no problem. And then I look over and I'm like, so I could play another game of Marvel United, which I've already played, or I could play one of those 15 games that are still in the shrink on my shelf because I haven't played those and I feel like I spent money on them. So maybe I should play those over this game that I know I've already played. Right. You feel guilty because I bought this. I should probably use it. Yeah. Yep. And Marvel United is a good example because I've spent, I basically own everything the game has. So <laughs> like, I want to be able to play all of it. But and there I'm like, I have a checklist. I'm like, all right, I played these, I played all these heroes and I still haven't played these heroes over here and I haven't played these villains. So I have a list of like working my way through the content um, as opposed, I know some people are like, oh no, no, I just play this character and this character and I play with all of them. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is where I'm, I'm really, I've been taking a little bit of a break from games in general because I've been playing a lot more video games. Marvel Snap and Final Fantasy XIV are probably the vast majority of my gaming time right now. And, but I still played new games. I just got the Witcher board game, which um, I'm scheduling time to play with some friends who also got it. Um, yeah. We just played a new game recently. Um, that's escaping me. I still play BGA games. I don't have a lot of BGA games in flight right now, but you know, we still get together on you know Friday nights and play Gloomhaven. We get together and play BGA miscellaneous um, times and things like this. Um, so I'm still playing board games, of course. It's just I'm not driven to pick up a new game. Um, oh, Star Wars, the deck building game. I, that's the most recent one we played. We just played that one a couple days ago. I think we played it Saturday night. And I picked it up because it got a great review from the Dice Tower. And this is the other thing, too, is when I'm playing games, I'm not watching as many board game reviews. So I don't buy games off of reviews, but I accidentally <laughs> watched this one. And they really liked it. And I'm like, okay, I don't need another deck builder, um, especially a two-player deck builder. But then I'm like, well, who do I usually play with? It's just Sydney. And we both like the Star Wars games from FFG. So I'm like, and they got good reviews, so we'll get it. So I got it. We played it. We liked it. Um, we'll probably play it again, maybe. Um, but at the same time, we played it. I'm like, oh, that was that was cool. Um, Rebellion's way better, but it takes six <laughs> right. hours to play versus a half hour. <laughs> you know? Um, or out, even Outer Rim. I like Outer Rim, um, but that one takes two hours versus It's one of those minutes. things where it's like, okay, I played it. It was fine. But like, what other game can you play that kind of satisfies those same requirements that you like more? Yeah. Yep. And that and, you and already this, have. Right. And at this point, like, if I had to make a top 100 games, I would be hard-pressed to find... Actually, that's not true. I, there are 100 games. I've, I've tried doing this. And there are 100 games I would have on that list. But at the same time, 
if I look down that list, the amount of effort to set up, relearn, dig out, reorganize, whatever it is, eliminates like half the games on the list. Yeah. And that's because when you do, when you play games so infrequently, because you have so many, you just, you stop being able to just pull these things out and set them up and play. And that's sort of where I am right now, thinking like maybe I just pick a game and go hardcore into it. Or for and, you, and ca- you could pick you could pick three games and go hardcore into them. Like let's not yes. limit you to one. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It would actually probably be a, it'd probably be closer to about a dozen. I've I've kind of done this exercise before. A it's like dozen. If I only had if I could only have X games, what would they be? And the way that I look at that is games for situations. Right. Right. So if if us like non game players come over, I and need they my quick casual them. game. I want my yeah. um my, long forex game. I want my life. I want a couple lifestyle games. I want my mini game. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Have you ever played BattleTech, mm, the miniatures game? No. Anyone? If if you are on the Discord, and I know I think a couple people in chat have, have actually mentioned this too. If you're on the Discord and you are actively playing BattleTech, Catalyst Games BattleTech, I need your help because, like John just mentioned, played in high school. I played this game in high school when I was under FASA, and this is a lifestyle game. This is a game where we bought a book, a BattleTech book. This is um, probably early college, so freshman in college, um, and we. So we bought a a single book and we just played this game over and over and over and over. I think lifestyle games in college are more common than, well, I don't know. It was just more common for me. Um, super cheap. And I want to get back into this game, but there are so many books and supplements. I have no idea where to begin where to at start all. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I love the game. Okay, and I know I've, that the I've seen set, this. I've not played it, but I've seen this is the Mech yeah. Warrior um Yes, okay, it's right? where Mech Warrior comes from. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Battletech is essentially, you have a bunch of mechs. And in my day, what we did is we designed mechs. And you had a certain amount of tonnage. And you designed, like, a, a squad of mechs. And then you would just fight each other. And you rolled two six-sided dice. And you looked things up on tables. And there was heat and armor. And, like, so much crunchy goodness out of it. Um, and nowadays, I just... I don't know where to begin. Um, but this is a type of game where I could see myself playing it. But... It brings me back to the sort of a problem with lifestyle games. It takes where two. to get started if you're not well, already th- in it. <laughs> there's that too. Yep. And it takes two people, right? Um, <laughs> Michael mentions this is why I bought Car Wars. That's true. I bought Car Wars because it was easy to create, you know, custom battle armor things. And every time I play Car Wars, I'm like, oh, I want to convert this to a mech game. Because it's so close to a mech game already that it would be easy to convert it over. Um, so this is this is where you have to have someone else that's bought into it, though. Um, like Keyforge really worked for us a lot because Sydney was as into Keyforge as I was, and so we played Keyforge a lot. Now she's still into it far more than I am. Um, I am looking forward to when the next set delivers, which should be soon within the next few weeks, um, and I'm looking forward to playing it. But not, I'm not into Keyforge as anywhere close to as much as I was before. You know, the world shut down. Also, before they lost the spent, algorithm, when they lost the algorithm, and yeah, so and all organized play was you know abolished and such. Um, 
but you know, you could have, you know, you could buy a deck of Keyforge a week and still be relatively cheap. You get your new stuff all the time. You get to play and try new things. Um, the other problem I have though is for those types of games, I still spend way too much money on them. Um, living card games like Arkham Horror, the card game that has a cap, right? I can get everything and it's going to cost me X amount. I know exactly what it's going to cost. Buying more doesn't do you any good. So right. you just, just buy the whole there. new release and then you're done. Um, now I could lead into role-playing games because typically a role-playing game is you buy one book and you're good to go. So, um, Christopher's trying to guess my, my, uh, games. Cthulhu Death May Die, definitely. Uh, Marvel United, definitely. D&D, definitely. Homeworlds, definitely. Keyforge, we probably, like, well, for Sydney for sure, and I would play Keyforge for sure. Um, number five, probably Great Western Trail would be on that list if I was looking at top five. Um, because I really, really do love that game. Um, but so it's hard to get into these lifestyle games too, though, because again, you just have to have someone else that's willing to play them with you, um, or a community that encourages you to play it or stay interested in it. Even if you only play with them every once in a while, um, like Arkham of the card game, it's often, I would say the vast majority of people play that game solo, but there's such a strong community around it that you never feel like you're not playing the game with other people. You're both playing through this. You're all playing through the same stories. You're playing with the same characters and different, you know, you're running builds by each other. Um, So there's a lot of camaraderie in that game. And, but as you mentioned earlier, where do you start with Arkham Horror, the card game? Right. right? Um, Spoiler alert, they were repackaging everything. So you just start with the box sets and you're actually pretty good. It's pretty easy to get into (laughs) Arkham Horror these days. Um, It used to be really bad. But these days, it's it's easy. Get the corset. You usually need to be like brought into the fold through like a friend or something, right? Like I don't know if I would know where to start with, um, you know, like Warhammer, for example, right? Like right. you need someone to like bring you into the fold that has a bunch of stuff already, and it's like, oh, here you can play with my other set. Like let's play this game together. And you're like, okay, and you play, and, you're, and then you kind of get hooked, and you're like, okay, I kind of understand what I need to do. I'll buy my own stuff now, so then that like we can play together. Yeah, I would say one of the easier ways to get into a lifestyle game is learn it at a convention because people love to get other people into the games that they, you know, dedicate their life to. Um, Or if there's like a beginner box or starter box, you can start there. Um, John mentions that Warhammer 40k 10th starter box comes out in June, um, which is confusing by itself, right? Battletech has, I think, four maybe five starter boxes and you're like, which one do you get? And then I watch some YouTube videos and they're like, definitely don't get the beginner box. If you're a beginner, don't get the beginner box. Yeah. I'm like, well, that seems mislabeled. It's like, well, he's like, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's too beginner. You want this other one. And I'm like, this one actually has all the rules in it. I'm like, okay, I guess I want that. Um, except for all these other books that have other rules in them. But then you can get this book here, which has, is like basically a compendium of all the rules. So should I get that? No, 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 because that's just the rules. It doesn't actually tell you how to make a mech. Okay. Okay. Um, At this point, it's like, never mind. I'm not interested yeah. anymore. This sounds I'm, like work I'm now. Dedi- yeah, I'm dedicated to this stuff. And I still, every time I go down the Battletech rabbit hole, I just back away. I'm like, I'm just going to walk away slowly. Yeah. And Homer Simpson back into the bushes. Yep. Don't mind me. I was never here. Um, Miles says, find a group first. Yes. 
That's that is true. Again, this yeah. one the, I think I may end up trying to play BattleTech at Gen Con this year. Um because every year they have a big uh BattleTech uh like this giant BattleTech war. There's like 15 20 people sitting around a table all playing BattleTech. Um so I'm like, all right, I could see myself doing that. I'm going to I might do it. So also Lorcana is coming out soon. We're going to do a full episode on Lorcana at some point. Uh the new Disney collectible card game. Right, you mentioned that, that last time. Yep, that has potential to take some of my attention. Um, I'll just leave <laughs> some it at <of> that. It. <laughs> some of it. Um, I am looking on the Kickstarter side of things. Fewer and fewer games are kind of pulling my attention. Um, Christopher mentioned Star Wars Unlimited. Uh, Christie's all about Lorcana. I think Lorcana is going to be the biggest game. It, I, like I cannot think of a bigger game in the last ten years that than this is going to be. It's just it's it's going to be insane. Because um, it's just going to be all the Disney IP, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're starting out with just the just the Disney, no Star Wars or Marvel or anything like that. But Disney owns all of it, so they could. Right. But then Star Wars is doing Star Wars Unlimited, which I believe is a new CCG, which I just have heard of. Um, you know, I haven't really looked a lot into it. So there's. There's that. So Disney may not actually have the rights to do a Star Wars trading card game because oftentimes the way this works is even though Disney owns the Star Wars IP, they can they license, license it out, out exclusively right. um, and not be able to do their own thing. So like Marvel did with Spider-Man. Marvel licensed out Spider-Man to Sony and therefore Marvel can't make any Spider-Man movies. So Marvel without and the, Sony like, yeah, are the, in a partnership. Like Sony saying like, okay. Yeah, so they're their partnership so that they could actually make Spider-Man movies in in the Marvel Universe. Um, it's licensing fun. Yep. But yeah, Christy mentions that Disney, that Lurkana is basically pulling people into a CCG that would never be interested in it otherwise. Um, like, it's <laughs> the Disney World Discord is suddenly just a Lurkana channel. <laughs> or it has a Lurkana channel in it, but I would expect that that was probably the most, you know, popular in there um it's kind of like yeah i'm 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 really looking forward to this one as well i need to watch um, these uh these videos on Lorcana. yeah it's to me it looks like it has the complexity potential the complexity potential of magic the gathering like it's not a simple game but i think it's easy to learn and a lot of people put it somewhere between pokemon the card game and magic the gathering with some elements of keyforge in there you're not attacking your opponent you're trying to build up your lore so hence lorcana first person to 20 lore wins um so i think that there's some there's some a lot of potential here and that first set is I still don't know any place to pre-order it. I pre-ordered it from the Gift of Games. Um, but who knows how allocated this is going to be. Uh, maybe they print enough, but I don't think so. I don't think they can even come close to printing enough. Um, but it launches on Gen Con. This weekend, this past weekend, Gen Con events went live. This is the first time that I've sat in the queue of when games go live. <laughs> and I'm fairly certain everyone in that queue was there for Lorcana because... By the time it got to me, like there were, there was, I don't know, 20 Lorcana events of a max 60 people per event. And I like signed up for practically all of them. And once it got to me, I was able to get into two of them. So Sydney and I have tickets for, I have, I have tickets for two events. She has tickets for only one of those events. Man. So it's like, yeah. Um, 
so yeah, that's that's gonna be huge, and that could be potentially a life lifestyle game. I don't know if it's gonna save us money though. That probably takes us off the save. Money. <laughs> I was gonna say like, how's it saving money? It doesn't. You have to yeah. you have to you have to punt two off the list. Yep. So we'll we'll see. Um, it could save you money if you didn't buy anything else but Lorcana, and yes. even and it'll save you money because it won't be available. So um christy's like congrats on getting those slots thanks i literally i pressed submit the moment the clock ticked over and i still started out as eight thousand in line that's crazy so it took over an hour and a half maybe two hours before it's like taylor um, swift tickets yeah yep it it was the server didn't crash though so i was actually impressed by that wow that's pretty good but yeah um no this is my new my new approach on gaming right now is to find stuff that i want to play over and over whether that be video or tabletop or whatever it is i want to be able to sit down and play a game without having to stress about learning new rules and doing new things um but i've still done it like i mean we're going to be playing the witcher on thursday um i just played a new game you know the star wars game on on saturday so I'm, i'm still learning new games and playing new games as they show up but um mostly i've been trying to focus on games I already have and just enjoying games that I know because I don't have to buy new ones. Yeah. Also, I'm really looking forward to uh, Robinson Crusoe fulfilling. Um, <laughs> just don't buy one. any new games. Think about you could go on another trip. I, I don't even, I, I can't actually say out loud how much money I have spent on games. It's since starting this podcast. Yeah. Like it's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. I apologize to the world. Hey, I don't know why. why this po- <laughs> why <laughs> exactly. podcast. Yeah, but I don't even like, I, like, oh, yeah, you have the podcast so you can write these things off. I'm like, yeah, you really can't. The way taxes work these days, it's like you, you just, the standard deduction way overwrites anything else that you could possibly write off. And I have a hard time justifying writing off everything. I'm married to an accountant, so she's a little bit more... Uh, prickly and those kinds of things yeah but <laughs> she's like we can't put that on our taxes i'll lose my cpa exactly okay fine like, we can't do that <laughs> we have to pay more taxes because i'm a cpa yeah it's like filing taxes for you know 12 dollars of gains on a investment someplace at least like, she probably does really? all your taxes right no i still do taxes oh you do <laughs> yeah because i've had a turbo tax account forever so i've just never really like we just keep using that so i usually i'll do my part of it and then i'll give it to her and she can do all the the fiddly bits of it is usually Mm. what ends up happening got it but yeah all right anything else to say on on saving money with lifestyle games uh i don't think we talked about how to save money with lifestyle games (laughs) except don't play them or play cheap play cheap play cheap games all right here's the thing and we've talked about this before on value this is how you measure how you can save money on lifestyle games. Price per hour. How many hours do you play the game and what did you spend on it? Minimize that amount and you win. Find Buying a Chris new games. in your area, befriend <laughs> a Chris in your area, and you save money on games. Yep. And if you are a cult of the new and you want to play new games, then go to game then stores. you're the Chris. <laughs> yeah, or find and your Chris. it's your responsibility <laughs> to help other people save money on games. Yeah. I think what it really comes down to is I love playing new games, but I also like having things and I need to split that. 
because yes. most of the games I could be fine just going over playing at someone's house and oh I played that great I do I don't need to own that and I would be completely fine with that it's yeah. the problem of wanting it yes. and wanting to own it that is the real problem and also if you have the space you're like I got the space for it it's not a big problem yeah until I've run out of space <laughs> yeah until you fill up your house <laughs> oh it's so bad so bad so um yeah cult of the new it's a rough one or just game collector i think that's the thing it's not even cult of the new it's just game collector games most games are not collectible i just need to remind myself of that they're not collectible. they're not designed to be collectible no and you nope. don't have to collect them yeah just play them they're they're meant to be played and, and loved so if you just want to play the game great if you want to i mean you have to decide, am I here for playing the games or am I here for collecting them? Because that's different. Yeah. You can I, I say, like, say, I want to collect games. That's fine because people want to collect spoons. But it's just such an expensive collection and it takes up so much space. That's true. I mean, it's it could be bad. worse. You could want to collect cars. <laughs> that's true. I the, the nice thing is I don't like cars. But I do understand. <laughs> I do understand the people who don't sleeve their cards. Um, like, if you just want to play a game. I don't sleep the cards. Yeah, you don't need <laughs> to worry about sleeping the cards. You just, you just, I'm just playing the game. Why, like, if you're sleeping your cards and you know, reorg- work. like getting inserts and all that stuff, you're you're a collector. You're a collector, and yes. that's okay. Like, I so am I. I'm not. I'm not downing that at all. I'm just like, I still, no matter what, even even the Star Wars deck building game, which is a cheap game, I think it's like twenty five bucks or something like that. I had to fight the urge to not sleeve the cards. Or to sleeve the cards before our first play. Like, we played it without sleeves, and I think that was fine. I did yell at Sydney. I'm like, you can't eat popcorn and play this game. Um, but uh, <laughs> that, that's a true story. She made she made some popcorn and brought it down. I'm like, okay. So after you're done eating the popcorn and you wash your hands with soap, um, then we can play the game. And she looks at me, and I'm like, what? The oil gets all over everything. <laughs> you're collecting the cards. You're not playing the game. I know. I know. I, I I have a problem. Okay, um, let's just end on that. <laughs> Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. We have a Discord. Join us there to continue the conversation and be part of our live recordings. It's also where you'll find an endless stream of games you can play with us and other listeners on BGA. Links are in the show notes, or you can go to tabletopgametalk.com to find out more. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, The Gift of Games, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Real Jill Jam, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Flash, John Williams, Sir Sully, Matthew Droke, Jimothy, Paul Romer, Ma- Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keefe, Leanne Verholst, Stephen Judd, Marina Stevens, um, Ben Gary, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Christopher Dog, Terrence Milner, Richard Yassi, Token Fan Forever, Stephen Falcon, Joe Romero, David Radke, Brian Arnold, Courtney Falk, Ryan Allett, Dan Seed, Darren McKellen, David Gardner, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Slander, Adrian Dong, Eric Huffman, Jason Rodney, Jerry Wong, Sean P. Kelly, Chrissy Keel, uh, Monica Witchman, and Michael27. Thank you to everyone who's ever been a patron. Your support means the world to us, past, present, and future. If you'd like to go from a future patron to a present patron, links are in the show notes. Until next week, keep playing games and having fun.
So Miles says that he wants to collect planetary bodies. Planetary bodies. Yeah, like, I think <laughs> like Mars, yeah, like Pluto, Mars, Pluto. I think that's good. I I could see myself collecting that. I don't know how you co- how do you collect that. Um, you you have to plant flags. Um, he does mention he does leave a little bit more room, but oh, buy a star. You know, Michael has a solution there. You buy a star, and then you take the planetary bodies you're collecting and just say, okay, and just put them I'll around the star, and put them around the star. This is my solar system now. This is my solar system. I could do that. 